Hello, and welcome to How to Be a Human, the podcast where we impart wisdom that probably won't help you live your life. I'm Meg. And I'm Jo. And this week we're talking about how to be on holiday. Seems quite simple, but there are a lot of stages to being on holiday. Not just the, the preamble, but also the actual experience. And um, I'd say we're relatively well, well-travelled ladies, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, not in that we have been across the globe. I mean, I've never been like to Asia or Australia or whatever. But we've been on holiday numerous times. We've done a, a part of the globe. A reasonable amount of <laughs> We've it. We've seen part of that globe. Some of those areas have been travelled by us. A lot of it was Europe. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, the, but that's fine. the concepts that we are going to discuss today are basically appropriate for anywhere. Where universal. Universal. Anywhere on this earth or universe. <laughs> this space. When you go to the moon, do these things and you'll be fine. Yes, I agree. Well, from that, let's start... At the beginning. I felt like I was almost going to go Very to sand and music Yes. <laughs> Booking. Now, this might feel like we're taking it right back to the start. But I mean, you can't go anywhere lest you've booked it first. Unless you're one of those like crazy drifter types and you're just going to mm. hitchhike somewhere. All those people I've heard about where they literally, they just pack a bag and then they turn it to the airport <gasps> and they're like, what's the next flight leaving? People do that. Ooh. Imagine I mean, that. I feel like if I was really rich or something, I could do that. But I mean, if in reality, if we did that, we'd get there and they'd be like, oh, this flight to Vietnam. Mm. We'd be like, oh, how much is that? Oh, that's a bit pricey. Oh, I've not had my jab, so oh dear. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. So, yeah, I mean, in practice, what, it's not very helpful. What you can do is you can turn up to the airport and say, what's the cheapest flight leaving? Yes. Probably then you'll get to, like, Manchester or something. Yeah. But what about travel insurance? I mean, unless you've yeah. got an annual policy, you're really going to be in trouble. Get an annual policy then. All right. Well, okay. Step one, get an annual policy. <laughs> it's often cheaper in the long run. <laughs> yeah. Well, possibly. possibly. But check it out. Don't take financial advice from us. <laughs> yeah, we check are it out. really not uh, the people that you want to be taking financial we advice from. We don't know from. anything. Okay. That aside then, booking. If you are going to take the booking approach, which I think most people probably will. Mm-hmm. Um there's a number of ways you can go about it i mean the traditional route which i have done is you think oh okay i'm gonna go to x place you know spain and then you book a flight to spain Mm. what you can also do which is what we've done is go oh what's the cheapest flight available and then book that but then the problem is you've not really thought about the after effects and what might happen when you actually get there Because what might happen when you actually get there is that, yes, the flights were cheap, but the location is one of the most expensive places on earth. Yeah. And then that's how they get you. You're screwed, aren't you? That's how they get you. Yeah. So be careful. Yeah, be careful. But, you know, get on that. Think about where you're going to travel from because you know what's a lot of effort getting to the airport. Oh, yeah. Some might say the worst part of any journey. It's the worst part of any journey. Unless you hate flying. Yeah. Which I'm not that bothered about. But I mean, that's a lot of effort. So you might think, oh yeah, that that flight's really cheap and that location is quite cheap. But it's going to take me like eight days and a thousand pounds to get to the airport. And then that's just crazy talk. No one can be asked with no that, one, really. No one can afford that. All these taxis to the airport, sure, if the airport's half an hour away. Otherwise, phew. Well, exactly. So... Let's go back a step then. Before you book that flight, whether it's planned or just cheapest, decide what airport you can be bothered to get to. Mm-hmm. Step yes. one. Because that will narrow down where you can fly to. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so then you have to like live your life that way. Then, you know, book a flight and then potentially before you book it, check mm. the exchange rate or some nonsense like that. Also, something that you can do that you may not have heard of is travel agents. They still what? exist. Do they? I found out. Good lord. They still exist. You technically can use them, but they won't give you the cheapest holiday. Mm. They won't tell you the truth about the location. Right. And they will try and upgrade you because it's absolutely a little bit more money and you'll love it. Okay. You you didn't make it sound like that's the thing you want people to do. I, I mean, if you've heard what I've just said and you still want to do that, then God be with you. 
I guess it's kind of minimal effort. Like, I'll admit yeah. I'm super lazy. So the idea of just shut up and take my money, handle it, yeah. is quite appealing. But at the same time, you know, then, as you said, you yeah. probably end up in the long run just, spending more. Yeah, because, like, me, me and a friend tried to use one a couple of years ago. If you were listening last week, the friend that I live with and it didn't work out so good. That friend. <laughs> Regardless <back>. of that. <laughs> if you haven't listened, go and listen. But after this one's done... Anyway, so we tried to use a travel agent and it was back when I had hurt my leg and I was on crutches. Mm-hmm. So we were saying, we need somewhere that's relatively flat. We don't flat mind where we go. Landscape. It just has to be fairly flat. Like the resort as well. A lot of steps would not be super helpful. Um, and she like talked up this place and we kind of nearly booked it. But then we were like, oh, we'll go home. We'll come back in tomorrow because we just want to be sure. So we did that. We looked up the resort that she told us about and it said in massive letters, this is not suitable for anyone with walking difficulties as it is on the side of a cliff, basically, <laughs> and there's steps everywhere. And we'd nearly booked that because this woman had assured us that it would be fine. That's so, ridiculous. Yeah. So don't bother with travel agents is my message. I mean, I've got to be honest. I think, like, there's ve- if these people have gone onto the internet and listened to a podcast, they're probably not <laughs> the kind of people that are going to seek out a travel agent. Yeah. I mean, True. I don't think I've held an actual flight ticket in about <laughs> a decade, and I'm not even that old, so, mm. you know. I held one about a year ago because wow. our friend printed off the e-tickets incorrectly, and we had to run back to the desk while you guys all got through, and we were like, please don't leave us behind. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs> Had to hold one then. Well, that was nice. It seemed nice. It's weird. It was rectangular. Wow. I, mm. I mean, I remember them from, mm. you know, that that past. Back in the day. That thing called yeah. the past. And also not checked a bag oh. in a very long time. That's a fool's game. Fool's game. That's our advice. I always feel so sad. You, you look at your bag and then it just sort of disappears off on that little conveyor belt. It yeah. looks so lonely. You ever seen Toy Story 2? No, you know I've not really um kept up with the toy story movies true in that they go like beyond you know when your bag disappears yeah little flap they actually go through there and you get oh. to see what it's like and it's like <gasps> it's really scary i mean how true to life is that i like to think very well you do like to take toy story as fact basically a documentary <laughs> essentially it is um but yeah i always feel really sad for the bag and then when you see it kind of like crash around as well because it always like mm. topples over and you think oh god yeah don't put delicate things are all right Probably they're gonna be. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't really carry that much fragile you stuff. You pick the least fragile thing <laughs> to worry about, about. My footwear, you know. <laughs> oh, my poor flip flops <laughs> made of foam. But yes, anyway, the option to use a travel agent exists. It is but stupid. Don't bother, to be honest. Just, you know, choose your airport and then work from there, really. Just yeah. on a whim, whatever you fancy. That's it. Um, I mean,. It's pretty easy to book. I'm not going to explain how to book holidays online. Oh, I mean, no. just do that. No. Just do it with a card. Do it, except it'll probably go a bit wrong. You'll have a moment of panic where you think, have we booked the wrong thing? Has the booking not gone through? Uh, but it'll be fine in the end. Done. Yeah. You, you'll probably also, um, you know, end up paying more than you thought you were going to because of the mm. ridiculous random stuff they add on. Yeah, like, no one ever paid less than they expected. Yeah. <laughs> that is beautiful, like... <laughs> metaphor for life isn't it really? oh yes <laughs> anyway so once you've sorted all that nonsense out because really that's everything you need to know about booking yeah turn up to the airport make sure you do that on the correct day oh that's really with important. your passport really important i forget a lot of dates i'm bad with dates so often mm. i'll be like oh going on that holiday like next week and people will be like that's tomorrow oh get, that's, oh, get your stuff sick. together like, literally the week leading up to a holiday, I have terrible nightmares every night in which I turn up to the airport and, like, I've not got my passport or it's the wrong day and you've all gone without me. Like, I have these dreams a lot. There used to be that show, I think it might have been called Airport or something to that effect, where it was just about the workings of an airport. And, like, basically every episode was just some people got to the airport and forgot their passport and then oh. their husband had to, like, drive all the way back to London oh, for it. Makes me shudder. But, like, every week... Everything, guys. <laughs> get it together. Do get it together. Um, but yeah, I think it's important to, you know, prepare and be there early and, and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know. I don't or... I don't really know what to say about that other than get your packing 
thought through mm. because what you don't want and you see it a lot is people rocking up and their like bag is just like overflowing and you're like you have not thought this through and now they've got this thing where they just like cling film your bag like what is that about oh, have you seen that yeah and it's weird and i don't like it it's walking through the airport and people are like they're cling film your shit they're like they're saving their bag for like a late night snack <laughs> Like, it's a leftovers. Yeah. Why is your bag cling-filmed? I, I really like don't it. understand. I often need to dip into my bag, and if it was cling-filmed, I couldn't. I guess that's people that are checking their luggage. Yeah, poor them. Well, when you're packing, I mean, packing is hard. I think we all know that. Unless you're one of these people who can just throw a few things in and then look fabulous, because they do exist. Yeah, they do. I think I may even be friends with some of them, and I yeah. hate them, but I'm not that person. But I do have a trick for packing. What is your trick? My trick for packing is what you need to do. This is the only way. And it's one of two ways, actually. You need to get a piece of paper, draw a grid, draw a table. Right. Okay. On the table, the the top, the columns, mm-hmm. you want one column for every single day of the holiday, including the day you travel and the day you travel home. Okay. This sounds really hard. Already. No, it's very easy. It's just writing the days of the week on a oh, piece God. of paper, man. You can do this. So hard. In the rows, you want to put daytime and then evening time. Okay. okay? So on the day that you travel, you'll plan your outfit that you're going to wear to travel in. Yeah. Okay. So that'll be whatever. And then every single day, you just want to put what top, what bottoms, what shoes, what like on top, top, like a jumper you're going to wear. Okay. And then the evening section, what you're going to change into for evening wear. Mm-hmm. And then this is really handy because you can also kind of... You can be like, oh, yes, I see I'm wearing the black skirt on Monday, but I can also team it with a different top and wear it on Thursday. You can do that. Right. You can also put a piece of evening wear on, like, Tuesday night Mm -hmm. and then can use the top again as day wear Thursday. Thursday. You don't want to do it the other way round and have worn it all day and then try and wear it out. That ain't going to work. But if you wear it in the evening and then wear it in the day a different day, that's going to be fine. Wow. That's some high-level planning and then on the back of the piece of paper that's where you write everything that doesn't fit in the grid such as like knickers deodorant so you don't outline the underwear you're wearing no that doesn't matter. or the socks no they don't matter how do you like stick to this because i feel like what about when the weather changes like say it's hotter than you thought and maybe you want to wear some shorts but you plan to wear jeans i mean do you are you allowed to deviate from you, the grid or do you can... just commit to it and like get hot <laughs> no no you deviate from the grid what you can do is you can switch days around you don't okay. have to wear tuesday on tuesday if you want to wear tuesday on thursday you can switch them over that's okay okay and you can also put in like floater items as spares so you're like okay this top and jeans go together but if it's hot i can switch in these shorts instead of these jeans and they'll still work with the rest of the outfit wow that's what you want to do this I mean, for a start, let's acknowledge that if we have any male listeners, they're never going to do this. Oh, well, they should, though. They probably should. But I mean, I feel like we, we've travelled with males and their approach is like, what will fit in this bag? In this bag from Tesco's. <laughs> Some pants and like maybe a t-shirt. Here's a plastic carrier bag, I've got a t-shirt. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, males can do this, but they I mean, they should. probably won't. Well, they ought to, because it's the way I live my life. And then when you're on the holiday, every morning, you look at the grid, you go, here's my pile of clothes for that day. I mean, I admire your, um, what should we say, commitment and organisation to the grid system. Best thing I've ever done. I've got to be honest, my approach to packing, it's not, I mean, I do think through I might wear this this day. Like, certainly if it's a short break of a couple of days Hmm. but like anything past like maybe three days i you know i can't really comprehend what i'm gonna wear ahead of time well how do you pack then how do you know what to take um i just basically pack my the best things that i own that will look the nicest for photos right because there's gonna be pictures yeah i hope obviously dependent on the weather but often you can't be sure on that, so you need to have a range of items for hot and cold. Um, and then some shoes. Do you have, like, I know I've got seven days of outfits, or you just put things in and hope for the best? Uh, I would probably think, you know, I'm not just going to take one pair of jeans because I'd wear more than one pair of jeans in a week. Mm. But often what happens is I take clothes and I don't wear them. 
oh, I take see. too many clothes because no mm. matter how much I've planned I always end up throwing something in last minute like oh I better put this top in as well just before we leave for the airport shove it in and then didn't need it the grid eliminates that yeah I mean maybe I'll try that next time the grid in the grid you want to put plus spare t-shirt because yeah. you don't know if you can spill something That's one thing I am very organised with is pants mm. so what I'll do is you know I'll count okay this is how many days and nights take that many pants plus or plus like maybe two or three oh yes emergency pants always plus two emergency pants um and then sometimes uh additional pants for certain clothings because obviously again as a girl more so than as a male you need to take that into account wow i mean i am a girl but i don't think i've taken that into account oh yeah because you know you, you don't want <laughs> to be wearing like a linen trouser with like a bright purple oh, underwear yeah. Yeah, I guess for me they wouldn't be additional pants, they'd just be in the main lot of Well, pants. yeah, just take it into the pa- pant calculations, shall we say. Basically, we spend most of our time thinking about pants. But yeah, I'm always like, okay, so we're going for five nights, so that's like 12 pairs of pants. Wow. It's a lot of underwear. Your case is mostly pants. <laughs> yeah, I like to rotate underwear a lot. Fair I mean, enough. 12 might be a bit of an exaggeration. It's a lot of pants. But you're either committing to, you know... Commit to one pair a day or two. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you do. Yeah, you don't want any less than one pair a day. <laughs> no, that's definitely not that's what you want. Terrible. Unless you're getting into terrible a washing life. situation or going on a nudist holiday. Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, I've In never which been case, on a maybe no pants. Yeah, I guess. But m- maybe you still need some for like interim or travelling. Yeah, true. I guess. know a nudist airline. So is there a nudist? No, there isn't. That's what I'm saying. There isn't. I bet there is. Though. Maybe there is. We'll look it up later. Do you know what? That Imagine would be that. Really interesting. I've never been naked at altitude. No, me neither. Huh. Never. I've only ever flown like um, economy. Yeah. So I've never really had the. I mean, not really had much of a mile high type opportunity. But if I had, I feel like Ryanair is not facilitating that. My closest thing to a mile high opportunity was when I went to Florida and I opened the bathroom door to go to the bathroom but alas a man was already using it and I got a bit of a glimpse a bit of an eyeful bit of an eyeful then had to spend the rest of the flight sitting near him and thinking <laughs> oh dear that's the closest I've been to a mile high experience which is really 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 not close at all so closer than me though closer than me well okay maybe we can have one next time we fly perhaps perhaps maybe I mean the whole airplane thing is pretty amazing yeah as oh, a, how does it even fly? Oh, don't you know what? Don't think about it. If you think about it, it'll not come to the ground. <laughs> Just don't think about it. Yeah, that's yeah. our advice. When you're on a plane, don't think about. Don't it. think about how it's up in the air. Anything about how it's flying. Mm. Try not to look out the window because then mm. you're sort of reminded that you're up in the air. I like being up in the air. I like looking out the window. I do, but... doesn't bother me. It sort of freaks me out. The takeoff bit is what bothers me. Hmm, I like that. Not even the landing so much, but the going up. Because yes. I just think, like, oh dear, what if it doesn't go up? I mean, they usually do. Well, in my experience, they always have, but you yeah. never know. <laughs> I mean, there's always a first time. But... When we went on a holiday a while back, we brought a friend with us who had never been on a plane before. Oh, and that was a pretty amazing experience, actually. That was a good time. I definitely, I mean, there was no in-flight entertainment, but there was with him. Like, he was like a puppy. Like, when you take a puppy to the park for the first time, and it's like, oh, the smells, there's things to see, there's things to do, there's people to touch. Like, it was like that. I've never seen someone so thrilled to be on a plane. I tried to take on a bit of a maternal role and calmly talk him through it, but you were just, like, loving the whole thing. I was egging him on. I was like, <laughs> yeah! Yeah, boy! Press that button! <laughs> See what that does! <laughs> Open the door to the outside! Oh. oh, dear, no. So, I mean, if you've got a friend that hasn't been on a plane before, take them with you. That's fun. Mm. Fun for everybody. Um, unless they really don't want to and they've been avoiding it for a while. But, you know, that's a good entertainment for the flight because flight's pretty boring. Yeah, flights are boring. Let's talk about that, flight entertainment. What's your tips and hints and tricks for that? Have you got any? Um, well, I mean, generally speaking, as you well know, I'm a bit of a snoozer. Oh, so boring. Yeah. You're much like a puppy in that. You need constant (laughs) attention and love lest you die. Boring when you sleep. But, you know, I like to nap on a plane. 
I like to peruse what's going on. I like to eyeball mm. the peeps that mm. are around. People watching. Get the lay of the good, land. Good activity. Give evils to people to... that deserve them. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Recently, I was on a flight with some lads. Not. Ugh. They weren't. On, I wasn't travelling with them, but they were seriously laddie lads, lads on, on the flight. Real laddie lads touring, oh. coming on their tour. And uh, they were just really irritating and mm. quite immature. So I just made it a point to give them sneering glances throughout the flight and loudly huff, <laughs> oh, this is ridiculous, and make very loud comments to my friend. Well, she made them back to me as well, just throughout the flight, just... You know, I, obvious ugh. comments like, oh, some people. I bet they so were so immature. Waking in their boots. <laughs> they were I, terrified. Well, I don't know whether or not they were, but it made me feel better. So you could do that. You could do that, and that's fun activity. Yes. Yeah. One thing you can also do is you can put a bottle of water in your backpack and then put it in the overhead storage. Right. And then forget it's there. Three hours later, look up and go, oh my God, the aeroplane's leaking. There's water coming out of the ceiling. Call the flight attendant, have a big hullabaloo with rows of people panicking and then have the attendant go, sir, is this your water bottle? Oh dear. And then you can just feel embarrassed for the rest of the flight and that makes the time pass, sure as hell. (laughs) Why would you be worried that an aeroplane was leaking? I don't know. Leaking It wasn't me, it was my brother. He was stupid. (laughs) I don't know, he just looked up and he was like, why is there all this water coming out of the aeroplane? Oh dear. Because I and think it was at first water. we were like, is it water? Is it petrol? Oh God. Know. Are planes petrol powered? We don't know. I don't know. Are they, they have to refuel. But what are they fueling? Is it petrol? Diesel? Who knows? Oh God. Write in if you know. <laughs> Write in? <laughs> yes. What is this, the 1800s? Get your quill out. Send us a little... On a scroll? Indeed, please do that. Scratch your findings into a stone tablet and let us know. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I've never had that experience. Good, you don't want it. It's terrible. What I do like to do, claim my armrest early on, you've got to do that. (laughs) What a knob you are. I may claim all the armrests. No, no, I'm only claiming my rightful armrest. Which one is your rightful one? The one on your right, the one on your left? Well, I don't know. Some someone's gonna have two, aren't they? Though, I guess. So why shouldn't that be me? Okay, you know what I'm saying. Like, I guess, yeah. Someone gets to. Isn't isn't that how they're laid out? I'm trying to picture it. There's an aisle one. Yeah. Oh no, because yeah, every chair doesn't have have one. Yeah. Whatever. Okay, claim your armrest. That's our piece of advice. Yeah. Scout out some hotties, if there are any. Yes. Because, you know, they're flying to where you're flying to. Yes. So, you might even see them around. Very good. Get in early on the holiday romances. Very good Or advice. even just eye candy. You know, you don't have to make a move. Just scout them out. Well, yeah, no. Of late, I've tried to look more attractive while travelling. Mm. I mean, not more attractive than usual. Just like, <laughs> more attractive than I once would have bothered to be on a plane. Why is that? What's your motivation? Just because of potential hotties. Okay. Or also, I guess you never know what might happen. Like, you might be delayed mm. for a long time. Mm. You might um, get your luggage lost. Then you've got to wear those clothes. Mm. Like, I wouldn't say I put in loads of effort. But just, like, a minimal amount. I'd probably put a bit of makeup on where I might not have otherwise bothered. I often can't be bothered. I think that's fair enough. I mean, it depends on the time of day as well. Yeah. I mean, I don't look like a slob, and I don't really enjoy those people who, like, oh yeah, no, dress really bad in the airport. No, no, no. Like, it's not your living room. Put on some clothes. I see a lot of children in pajamas. That's in not okay. Keep your pajamas in your house, please. But yeah, like I just I wear some normal clothes, but I probably can't be bothered with makeup. There's always one bitch that's wearing like stilettos. Oh, yeah. Just like, why? You're ruining why it for everybody. Are you going to pop the life raft when we're on it? Yeah. Bitch. You, ooh, she's going to have to take them off to go down that slidey thing anyway, isn't well, she? Well, I hope she does. But also, you know, because of people like that, the rest of us have to make more effort. Well, or oh, just don't. Oh, just don't. But yeah, I mean, I don't want to try, you know, I'm never trying that hard. Oh, no, I'm never going to do that. Ever. Just like a medium amount. Yeah, no, you don't want to look bad, but... I'm going to wear a whole okay. load of, like, stuff you're going to have to take off as well. Because, obviously, if you're wearing too much, like, paraphernalia, mm. when you go through security, 
uh, you know, you have to wait for hours because yes. somebody's having to like remove everything they own. Yes, security. That's a very hard thing to deal with. I find. Yeah, I mean, not I... that I ever have a bomb, but I just I think I have a nervous disposition, mm. and I feel like they think I've got a bomb, and. I'm just really, really, like, I feel like I've done something wrong as soon as I get near to security. Yeah. And I try and compensate by being overly friendly. Hello, sir, would you like to take my belongings and put them in this nice plastic tray? Oh, good. Like, (laughs) calm down, me. No, I mean, I never feel nervous in that regard. Mm. If anything, I always feel slightly disappointed when I don't get felt (laughs) up, you know. Really? Who's that? Yeah, go on. Okay. You can request it, I'm pretty sure. Can you? Yeah. No, I feel like they don't like that. Yeah, feel me up. Hold me. <laughs> but when I walk through the thing, I always like have a like apologetic look like, oh, is it going to beep? Oh, maybe. Don't know. Because <laughs> I feel like if you stride with too much purpose, it's like you've got something to prove. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So that's a really hard expression to get, a kind of expression of, oh, mm. you know, I'm I'm confident that I have nothing to hide, but at the same time, I'm not so confident that I would presume the uh, alarm isn't going to go off. And it's really difficult to convey that, especially when it's like 4am. It's incredibly British. It's so British. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry about this. I'm just coming through this airport. So sorry. <laughs> yes. So, so sorry. I've tried not to have a bomb, but I don't know. <laughs> yes, really don't know. Um, so British. Recently, I was um away and i was going to a tourist it was like a big tourist attraction it wasn't actually in the airport but there was a little little security bit to go through as quite a few places have now was i there um no you weren't there sorry and um (laughs) trying to remember this incident i don't and we went through the security thing and then you had to kind of open your bag so they could peer in Mm -hmm. um um the security man had like just stuck on like a long stick in there and kind of waggled it around and i was like what even is that? Is that like proper thing, or are you just pretending that that's a security? Did it just device? look like a wooden stick, or did it look like <laughs> no, a it wasn't like thing? a twig? <laughs> it looked like something electronic, it's but I didn't really didn't understand scanners. what it was doing. Scanning, but it was such a small bag scanning that I had. It just sort of jammed <laughs> it in there and just like scanning my tissues. I feel like sometimes they're just going through the motions. Yeah, I feel like it was just like you look at them and you both know. But I've never seen, I've never had that scanny stick thrust upon me before. No, I haven't actually. That's so that was interesting. But um, yeah, mm. practice well, your look, I guess. Practice your security look. Mainly apologetic, but not so apologetic that you look like you're saying, I'm sorry, I do have a bomb. Yeah. That's bad. Exactly. Minimal apologies. My worst experience going through airport check-in was uh, with my boyfriend at the time, mm-hmm. who... Like, we kind of, we went in together. And I think what made us suspicious, maybe, was we'd flown in to one airport and then we'd gone to a slightly different country and flown out through that airport. Maybe that looked weird. I don't know why. Okay, yeah. Um, but we started to go in. They determined there was something up with my liquids and they tipped them all out and they were going oh, through dear. them. And I was like, oh, no. And then as this was happening, I looked around and realised he was actually being led off to a security room. And I was like, oh, bye then. Oh, dear. Okay, See bye-bye. And all the last I saw of him was his scared face as they shut the door. The last we like, saw of him? Well, not like He's forever. never been seen again and that's why they're no longer together. That was it. No, currently at Guantanamo. <laughs> oh, no. No, I found him again. But what I found was a, a shattered husk of a man after what he'd been through. <laughs> He looked really traumatised, and when I asked what happened, he said that every time he went through it, it beeped, so they had a handheld scanner on him, and it beeped every time they passed it over his crotch. Good lord. Just over his crotch. And he was like, I'm so sorry, I don't know why this is happening, it's just my penis in there, I promise. <laughs> is it bionic? Did you date a man with a bionic penis? <laughs> I've not heard about this. I wish, I wish. It would be exciting. But uh, so they took him into the security room and they were like, Sir, can you please take down your trousers? Oh, so he had no. to. And then he was like, Uh oh, next step is a place that I probably don't want to go. But they did it again and this time, just through his boxes, it didn't beep. And right. they realised he had uh, jeans with buttons instead of a zip. Mm-hmm. It was all buttons and there was some sort of metal that was making it go off and that's what it was because it was basically a stripe of buttons over his penis. Yeah. So. 
Um, so they released him anyway, and I got through. But we were both just so traumatized by that point. We were just like, oh, I want to go home now. Like, that sounds quite stressful. I was scared that he was gone forever. Oh, dear. Him and his bionic dick. <laughs> So don't do that. Be don't careful have a what you wear. Don't no, but like don't have buttons. But I mean, it's like underwire doesn't set off a no, scanner usually. What does? It's random, isn't it? To be honest, arbitrary nonsense, basically. Sometimes as well, I feel like they're not even looking. No, I don't think they are. Like I've been to ones, and you, they look like they're half asleep. <laughs> you think they're not even looking at that screen? Yeah. So what's the, even the point? What's the point? But I mean, at the same time, I'd rather they do that. Yes. So, yeah. Feel free. Yes. To check yes. my stuff. We want to be safe. And one other thing I've never done is been drunk on an aeroplane. I mean, I've been drunk in so many places, but an aeroplane mm. has never been one of them. I think because alcohol is expensive on an aeroplane. True. But even like in the airport or even like on the lead up to being in the airport. Yeah. I'm just worried that I can't hand- handle it because like I'm flying in the morning mainly and I can't. Mm. I'd be a mess. Probably I, I would as well. Yeah, I think like I'd like to try it because apparently even if you just have like one drink and then you go up in the air, you get all like mm. hits you hard because you're all like high. That's true because that time I was at that mountain and had one drink, I was off my rocker. There you go, altitude, altitude. But um, yeah, I've I've never tried that, but I think like you probably want to go through security before you get wasted. Yes, and yes. don't get so wasted they don't let you on the plane. Oh no, for that's, sure. That's another nightmare. Yeah. Oof. I've, I mean, what do you drink in the morning? Uh, Bloody Mary, I Bloody guess. Mary. Yeah, I've never had a Bloody really? Mary either. Maybe I need to combine mm. these two. Yeah, okay. Well, next time we fly, we'll do it. What about that? Is that other cocktail? It's rum, rum something. Something oh, with rum in this. Yeah. One that you can drink. Is that drink. a Mai Tai? Is that a morning uh, one? Maybe. Something like that. Gin. Do what you want. Morning I'll, gin. I like to have a morning cup. gin, to be Brilliant. honest. Why not? Um, but yeah, I think we so, should try that one time and yeah. report back. We'll do that. Fair. We'll let you guys know. Yeah, so once you actually get to your destination, there's a whole host of new issues to deal with. Oh, sometimes, like it's, when you think really think about it, it's just a lot of effort to go on holiday. Mm, you're right. It is. Yeah. I mean, so you get to your destination, and then you have to actually like check in, or even if it's not a hotel, you know, get the keys or mm. whatever. And undoubtedly, undoubtedly, there's going to be an awkward interaction with someone. Yes, with a complete stranger, probably someone who is not of the same nationality and may mm-hmm. not speak your language, making it more awkward. And you're going to have to do some kind of small talk, and that's oh. always terrible. Especially because by this point, you're probably really tired. Even or if wasted. you looked hot before, you probably don't anymore. Yeah. You might be drunk. You might be traumatised from being probed in the airport you know (laughs) well last time we went on holiday we did have to make awkward small talk with the owner of the apartment we were renting and she was a very nice lady um i think you were mainly trying to get her to go away yeah the impression i got oh no was i rude no you weren't rude no no, she just kept sort of saying i can tell you some things if you'd like to know some things and you're like we got a plan yeah, but, you know, we did have a plan. I didn't want her to think we were, like, you know, turning up there without any kind of plan. It just made me laugh because you were just like, no, we've got a plan. That's fine. It's okay. We've got a plan. Thank you. Because she kept talking. We've got a plan. Goodbye. And, like, I can never take in information when people are telling me things oh, anyway. No. All I do is nod. She'd have been wasting her time. so focused on the nodding that I don't listen. Exactly. Yeah. So, really, it's better off for everybody if you just don't bother, mm. to be honest. Yes. Yes, another time I had a terrible incident with that. With um, me and a friend went to Spain mm-hmm. and waited outside the wrong apartment for a full hour. I mean, that's, I'm going to say, your fault? No, actually not, because he'd given us terrible directions. Oh, okay, fair enough. And he actually, after an hour, this man on the other side of the street came running across and he was like, oh, you the girls renting the apartment? And we were like, maybe, who wants to know? Because <laughs> who knows? Um, and yeah, like... That was awful, because small talk at that point, we were at the end of our tether. We did not want to talk to this man. We just wanted to lie down. Oh, no. Especially because we'd been pickpocketed, so we just wanted to cry. Such trauma. Not by the man, I must add. (laughs) I hope not. No. But, yeah, so, basically, if you can avoid small talk, do it. Yeah. I mean, unless you're one of those people that's going to, you know, likes to hostel and stuff when you're going to meet people and talk to them. But, I mean... 
Mm. You probably realise by now that we're quite antisocial. So Very much. wherever possible, we try not to speak to strangers. Yeah. What I found worked was um, me and my friend did quite a late check-in okay. so that all the staff had gone home oh nice that worked very well good good that was um an envelope with our name on it in the lobby and then an instruction saying call the phone if you need any help brilliant that is the kind of interaction brilliant. levels that i can get on board with yeah key in the envelope i did call the phone it rang in the room with us and then someone answered it who wasn't in the room with us so that's freaky it was pretty weird but it was great no no interaction really other than a brief chit chat so on the phone which is fine so yeah do that i think um whether you're staying in a hotel or an apartment or whatever it is it's really important to make um an agreement shall we say with regards to sleeping arrangements Mm -hmm. before you get there now this is probably not an issue if you're traveling as a couple or you know if there's only one of you, you know, you might be travelling alone. People do. But what you don't want is a group situation whereby you spend most of your day sort of deciding on who's going to have a sofa bed. Because mm. it's, you know, it's not Life's fun. too short. Yeah. If it comes to it, just toss a coin. I think tossing a coin is a good, good yeah, call. Just really. do it. Unless you've got, like, a friend group where they're all martyrs. No, I'll do it. No, I'll sleep on it. No, it's fine. I'll sleep on it. Oh, if that happened to me, I would just say, okay, thanks. Yeah. Because... Be that person. I love a bed, so I don't want to sleep in a sofa bed if I can avoid it. Definitely be that person. Unless the sofa bed means I don't have to share. Oh. Because usually, you know, if you're going to... If there's an opportunity for sharing, those people should have the real bed at least, you know. True. You've got to keep it fair. That's true. Whereas I, I share a bed with anybody. Rather have that than the sofa bed. Don't mind. Interesting. Well, I like to share a bed. I don't mind, but I like to... I'm a spreader, so... Yeah, see, I, I don't take up much room in bed. Yeah, you go still, on the edge. Yeah, still it. sleeper. Yeah. So, yeah, make those decisions in advance. The sofa bed may be uncomfortable. You're going to have to live with it. Yeah. It's not for the rest of your life. Move on. Well, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I think on that line of forward planning, activities, you know. Absolutely. I mean, you can take two approaches, really. You can either have an itinerary whereby you know you're going to do X number of things, mm-hmm. possibly even with your grid system mm. each day, which probably fits in really well with the clothing choices because yes. if you're going to be wearing certain clothes on certain days, you know, for one of those days, it's like mountain climbing. Yes. You need to make sure you've appropriately uh, dressed. Very true. Um, so you can either do that and like plan it or you just blunder about and hope to stumble upon some kind of ancient crap. You're right. I mean, there's just two schools of thought, isn't there? And and I think I've tried both, and they both work up yeah. to a point, depending on where you are. I mean, if you are staying somewhere that's quite far away from the main stuff, and you just start walking, maybe all that will happen is that you die. Yeah, um, yeah. But maybe that's your fault. Get hungry. Yeah. So, I I mean, I'm more of a planner than I am a spontaneouser. I think I know that about myself by now, and I think you're probably the same. Yeah, I like to know what I'm doing. Mm. Yeah. I think last time we went on holiday, which was to Copenhagen, it was more a case of we kind of got there and looked at a map and went, what things are there that we possibly can do because we haven't actually planned this very well quick? Tell me something. There's got to be something. No, we had a list of things we might do. Yeah. And then we consulted a map because, I mean, actually, in, in hindsight, we probably should have started with the map because some of the stuff was really far away. Hmm. Weirdly, my brother went to Copenhagen like a month before us, and when we talked about our holidays afterwards, we had done none of the same things. Wow, that's interesting. Like, I think maybe one tower we both climbed. But literally, you can have totally different holidays, obviously, according to who you go with. Wow. Um, It's weird. Well, that's interesting. I mean, other approaches to doing stuff is to harass locals. Oh, absolutely. I mean, not in an offensive and, you know, intolerable <laughs> way, but just like a, you know, chat to some random people, maybe follow them, not stalking, yeah. just seeing where they're going. Always, if there's a large group looking at a thing, oh, join in, there. look at the thing. Yeah, for Probably sure. it's going to be something good. Yeah, for sure. Could be someone trolling you, staring at nothing, but probably not. Don't get in the queue, though. No. Because... Don't just join queues. Yeah, don't just join queues, because that's real tempting. Mm. But yeah, if there's a crowd, have a butcher's. Yeah. Absolutely. Tag along with a guided tour that you haven't paid for. Oh, do that every holiday. Always. Doesn't matter if the tour's not in your language. Oh, because for sure. you'll pick up a few things and you'll probably get access to places that you wouldn't have got access to before. 
Definitely, definitely. Do that. Uh, I, yeah, it doesn't have to be English at no. all, really. Pick language, anyway. Don't bother with an That's audio it. guide. No, because you'll be really enthusiastic for the first three things, and then you'll want to throw it and yourself into a lake. And then you've like you've committed. Yeah. So like you have to listen to everything. And... The number of people that you see trudging around, sadly holding those things up to their ears, Begrudging looking like grudging that audio yeah. guide. Oh, it's sad. Ugh. And it's, you know, it's never going to be as interesting as what you could make up yes, that's in your true. own mind. True. You know, yeah. you don't need that in your life. Well, like when we went to that castle recently and we listened to the audio guide and they'd kind of tried to make it a comedy audio guide. So irritating. I didn't learn a single thing. I All I learned really was, enraged. like, sometimes people can't act very well and yet they still get paid. Yeah, don't ever get an audio guide. Just leave it. Make the things up or read a plaque. Always read a plaque. Read all the plaques. Mm-hmm. Even the plaques aren't in English. Main things, plaques and maps. Plaques and maps is nice. I mm. think we should get that on a badge. Yes, sell it. Don't... In our online shop. Actually, though, I've been on holidays with people that read too many plaques, and that can get equally tedious. Oh, no. So maybe only read, like... Every... Nine out of every ten. <laughs> I was going to say, like, five five to five ratio oh, of half what? the plaques. Oh, are you crazy? It depends how many... Okay. Depends how many plaques there are. Read all the plaques, people. Mm. Depends. And get a free map when you get there. Most places have a free map. Yeah, there's always a free map. Pour over it. Just keep reading it. Read it, read it, read it till there's a hole in it because you read it so hard because it's the best thing you can do. I don't really know how to read maps. So I just sort of leave that to you if you're there. This is what makes me feel needed in life, generally. You are for sure. Like... I don't really know how to map. Often I don't really bother trying to understand the transport. I think I've got... Oh, I can do that. Super lucky. Yeah. Because, like, all the time when I've been away, people have just done all the hard work for me. I feel like there's something in me that I really, really enjoy that. For me, that is a very happy part of the holiday. That's why I let you do it, because I'm a friend. (laughs) That's why you let me. And I want you to be happy. So kind of you. You know, not just because I'm terrible at geography. I just love it because it makes you feel like, you know, if you can be in a place and successfully navigate it, you own it. That's your place then. I guess. You're better than all the other bumbling tourists. So how does this work? What's a metro? Yeah, that's true. I basically have a vague level of contempt for all tourists. (laughs) Including yourself. Yes, so I strive to rise above it all the time. That's what holidays are about. They're about winning. Win the trip. Be the best tourist. And, you know, make yourself feel better and superior to everyone else. Be superior, always. Like, if you, like, one time I was queuing for, I was going to queue for a gallery and it was like two hours queue. So then we were like, let's just buy an advance ticket and come back later and then we can stride past these idiots feeling superior. Nice. Get straight in. What gallery was that? Um, Random detail. Somewhere in Italy. Somewhere in Italy. So where there's a lot of art and shit. But anyway, the point is, then mm. we felt, not only were we seeing some nice art, which made us happy, but we were like, we're way better than all you guys. I did that at the Louvre. Oh, yeah. yeah Inside yeah. of it. You did that at the Louvre as well. Well, I didn't do that, actually. I did a similar thing. Because um, they open it, they have free opening, like, one Sunday a month and one Wednesday evening a month. Ooh. So it's super popular then. The queues were stretching, like, it was like a three-hour queue. Oh, my God. But... People don't realise that the disabled entrance at the side, when it's the free times, mm-hmm. it doesn't count as a disabled entrance. Anyone can go in. Right. Nobody realises that, so it's absolutely clear and empty, and you can just walk straight in. And they don't tell anyone this? No, nope, they don't tell anyone. On but purpose. if they see you doing it, they look at you like, yeah, you know. She you knows know things. Oh, man. They probably think you're French, so you just go in and you're like, bonjour. Carry on. <laughs> it's brilliant. Well, that's a pretty top tip. It is a top tip. Get yourself to the Louvre. That's really good. And like, thankfully, only maybe two people are going to listen to this, so we've not ruined it for everyone. No, maybe you should keep it secret. That's fine. Nobody's going to listen. But yeah, these are things that you can do on holiday. Another important thing you can do on holiday is eat a lot of food. Oh, yeah. Some would say this is mere gluttony. I say no, it's sampling the local delights. It's really immersing immersing yourself (laughs) in the culture. Get immersed, people. Come on. You have to eat everything that you possibly can. Bonus points if it's something you couldn't eat at home. Yeah, for sure. Minus points if it's something like McDonald's. Oh, come on. Unless it's like crazy McDonald's that doesn't exist in England. And then you want to do that. Yeah, if it's squid ink burgers, yeah, do it. Oh, Japan. But otherwise, don't do it. Um, We've had some great meals abroad, I think. 
Yeah, I've had, I mean, I've had loads of great meals. Generally, I'm not fussy. I love a snack. <laughs> That's good. That's I love good. a snack. The only time when I was upset is when I was sleep deprived and somebody tricked me into buying a giant ice cream. I think Who I've told you this story. Sounds like a terrible person. Well, I was in Italy and we had landed that day, so we were quite tight and I went to buy an ice cream and I know a bit of Italian so I was trying but I think I said I might have asked for the wrong thing but I think what they gave me was the super deluxe ridiculous tourist cone Mm. that was like 10 pounds or something insane I mean it would have been quite expensive anyway because of where we are but then I just felt really sad and upset about it the whole trip oh dear so yeah don't do that don't do that but definitely eat as much as possible if you're in Dubrovnik eat all the sladalad you can all the sladalad which is Croatian for ice cream. I don't possibly. actually think that's how you say it, to be fair. <laughs> no. But um, yeah, eat that a lot. All the local cuisines, try as many things as possible. But I guess maybe if you can, which check that you're not going to get food poisoning first. Like in this day and mm. age, you can probably do a quick trip advisor. Yeah. Look up. But generally just go for it though. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it's like, unless it's like fish or meat, you're probably yeah. fine. I mean, yeah. nobody ever died from lettuce. Well, exactly. I'm a vegetarian, so I don't know about these things, to be honest. So maybe don't go for it. I don't know about you people's lives, but sure. Yeah, I mean... What I enjoyed was when we were in Copenhagen and we had that uh, candy floss that was bigger than both of our heads put together. Mm, we did that. We, we did ate that. it. That being said, that's not really sticking to the rules because you can get that in... in yes, you're right. That's not local. And also we felt slightly. really sick. And thought about the fact that we were too old to be eating this much sugar and nah. were scared of the diabetes. It was great. But apart from that, was amazing. Great time. So yeah, eat everything. You can lay your hands on, basically. Um, be plan. careful if someone just hands it to you and you think it's a free sample, then they're going to make you buy it. Don't go oh, down that yeah. road. That happens. A couple of our friends went down that road once. It was awful. Yeah. The coconut on the beach and the man was very, very angry. I wasn't near there, thankfully. I oh, got to avoid I that. was trying to shrink into a crab shell that was lying nearby so I could not be involved but oh it was bad anyway so don't do that always drink the local alcohol as well most places yeah. will have a local alcohol drink it not too much in case it's super strong it probably will be it probably will be let's be honest mm. that's fair enough um I mean we've not really talked about sightseeing other than read plaques and eat snacks Just but I feel like it. that's what I do generally on holiday yeah one thing that is good which we do a lot wherever we are in the world is just talk to Americans mm, we do do that they're very friendly people the Americans are friendly people and they're always happy to impart wisdom whether you wanted it or not oh they love um, so that can be really helpful because mm. they might tell you about stuff to see that they've seen or you know, they might just tell you about random stuff in America, which I guess is helpful if you're going to go to America. And everything an American has ever done has just never been, oh, it was okay. It's oh, either yeah. the worst thing they've ever done or the best thing they've ever done. And that's nice because you know where you are with that. They're like, True. you must go here. You absolutely have to go here. So Or never go there. Never go it's there. the worst. Mm. And that's a nice thing about Americans. And I, for one, look forward to going to America where it'll just be wall to all Americans telling us these things. Mm. Be amazing. Overwhelming, perhaps. Yeah. Maybe when we're there, we'll speak to people who aren't American. Who knows? Oh, yeah, that would be In a weird reversal of fortune. But yeah, if you spy some Americans, just, you know, stand near to them. Mm. If you're English listening to this, get real British in your accent. Yes. Super posh, because they love that. So they'll probably just start speaking to you. Oh, yeah. Um, and then just take it from there really and you'll have a new best friend and probably you can stay with them one day when you go and visit wherever it is they live for sure we had offers to stay with people the bonus of this is that it's never ever hard to find an American always one we'll hear them Mm. way before you see them that's true throw a stone and there'll be one it's not hard to find an American no that's true well I mean particularly if you're in a, a tourist location you'll mm. find one maybe lesser if you go somewhere niche yeah um, where there's only locals but then you know refer back to point a talk to some locals yes even if they don't know what you're talking about do you like to talk to locals i mean this is the part where i give the opposite advice okay no small talk with the hotel people the apartment owner much talk with the other locals because this is it's just fun because sometimes you scare them, sometimes you make them laugh, it's all good. My dad is like the biggest fan of talking to the locals ever. Like his tactic, and maybe you want to go out there and try this, 
You go into some sort of back alley that tourists wouldn't go down. Right. You duck into a dodgy-looking cafe, sit down next to a local, stare at their newspaper. Just stare at it. Don't matter if you can read it. Keep staring. Are you standing behind them at this point? No, you're sitting down at an adjacent table. Over their shoulder, peering. You want to dial down the creepy a bit from that. Be at an adjacent table, look at the paper, eventually work up the courage to say, what's this then? What are you reading about? (laughs) Headline... (laughs) But what about when they can't speak English? Then they just look at you and say some things and then you go, ah, I'm British. <laughs> and then that's fine. You can just talk to anyone with that. Usually works. Football often works. Oh, yeah. Because they, a lot of a lot of people in other countries will have heard of English football teams like Man United and stuff. So that right. is a brilliant conversation opener. But then where do you go with that? I'm not sure. What's the objective? What? Just to make friends? Or... Yes. Okay. Just trying to make friends with the citizens of the world. Oh, I didn't know if it was to get some advice about local no, 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 places no, 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 to no. visit. This, this is the experience in itself, is the oh, talking to the local. Right. This is, think of this as a sight to see, if you will. Okay. Well, yeah. I like that as a concept. I'm not yeah. sure I've ever tried it, to be honest. Like when I befriended the Norwegian man in the Nazi cannon museum, mm-hmm. he was lovely, he told me all about his house and... What strange circumstances have led him to work in an abandoned Nazi fortress? I mean, it was a good time for all. It sounds delightful. So just pick a person and talk to them. Small chance he'll be a nutter who'll ruin your holiday, but... Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, don't go Life. home with them or anything. No, don't go home with them. Lesser attractive, then weigh up the odds. Yeah, see, I Cost-benefit think... analysis, is it worth yeah. the risk? Um, usually not. I mean, if you fail to book somewhere to stay... Yeah, well, people, some people do take that approach, don't they? That's how they... Uh, that's, that's how, how they, they die. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't recommend it. I personally wouldn't do it, but... <laughs> Who would not do that? Some people do. Anyway. <laughs> but I think that's nice, you know, talking to local people. Um, unless, as ugh, there is always a chance that um, they hate tourists because they live mm. somewhere where it's just constantly full of tourists and they're like, yeah. don't talk to me. I think we've probably made quite a few people hate us over the years yeah probably just by being tourists just by existing yeah. not even when we're tourists just generally day to day yeah <laughs> that's true that's sad but true yeah so tragically eventually your holiday will come to an end this is true of all holidays yeah yes. by that point you've probably just about worked out what the hell you're doing and then yeah. you're like oh now we gotta go yeah and that's Bummer. sad so all you really have to do is pack and this my little friend is where the grid comes back oh okay what you do then look at the grid, you check off every item as you pack it and oh take it off on the grid, you can't leave anything, you can't forget anything, because it's ticked off on the grid. Okay, yeah. Done. Do you pack as well when you're going home as you did when you were leaving? I do, actually, yeah. Because I always try, but somehow never works. I, mean, I think it might be all those good. pants. <laughs> when they expand after you wear them, you can't get them in. Well, because you don't really fold dirty pants, do you? No, well, no. I sometimes do just to get them in. Sometimes you have to, but I mean, then you're just in a whole territory that you don't really want to be in. So wasting time that you could be living. You just chuck them in and just hope it closes. So, you know, do that. Probably you'll have bought some stupid crap on your holiday. You have to get that in as well. That's always dreadful. Yeah, always. And you really need to think that through beforehand because if you're going to buy anything significant um, and, you know, like... Don't tell people from work that you're going on holiday because you've oh, got to bring back some no. crap for them. That's so awful. just avoid that. Yeah, that, that's yeah. always a bit of a nightmare. I mean, one of our friends that we're going on holiday with later this year, I feel like she's probably going to go with a half-empty suitcase. She wants to buy that much stuff. But that's fine, pla- because that's planned, planned it. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. That's fine. Um, and also then, when you get to the airport, do not be fooled by duty-free. Oh, duty-free is the biggest lie. Have you ever bought anything in duty-free Never! Ever? Oh, actually, you know what? I think I might have bought a Toblerone. Well, okay. Yeah, maybe I've bought, like, a snack to eat on the plane. No, but... oh, like, one of them giant Toblerones. Oh, okay. I mean, I'd snack on it, but it's, like, <laughs> not just for plane oh, use. I want a Toblerone now. Let's get one after we finish recording. Okay. But, so, yeah. yeah. Don't... No, it's not cheaper. It's not. I mean, there's no tax. I get that. But what I don't understand is why you would buy things that you weren't normally going to buy... Just because they're there and there's no tax. It's because they're always really expensive designer things. Yeah, so they're not cheap. And that makes me really confused because when you're in duty free, are you not in any country? I don't know. Because you know in that film, Tom Hanks had to live in the airport because he wasn't allowed in the country. So does that mean the airport isn't a country? 
That's creepy. Some that's twilight zone between <laughs> nations. That's odd. So that's why there's no tax. Well, that's very strange. Well, exactly. I don't approve. Just don't do it. Well, don't bother. It's a lie. What you do want to do in the airport, spend all of your damn change. Oh, yeah, you do want to do that. I mean, unless it's somewhere you're probably going to go back. Yeah. But otherwise, you know, get rid. Mm. Get rid as much Offload. as you can. Buy rubbish. As long as it's not duty free, you won't yeah. be able to get anything with change from duty free. Have a sandwich, eat it. Yeah, give it to charity. The fool's got those charity boxes. Yeah, exactly. The other thing that you don't want to do when you're travelling home is bring banned things with you. Ugh. Because we are great fans of the programme Nothing to Declare. Those people damn well should have declared. They should have de- Well, they time. shouldn't have packed that in the first place. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't think, oh, I shot a bear on this holiday, defo going to pack it in the suitcase. Oh, yeah, I'm really going to need these chicken heads. Yeah. No. No. No, you won't. And if you do, well, sorry. Do without. Don't say to yourself, oh, I can't take food. (laughs) Nuts isn't food. That's a snack. Just bring some viable seeds so I can plant a crop. You stay away from the viable seeds. You leave them where they are. Those viable seeds do not need to be near your suitcase. Oh, Not even in, like, within a, a... visual distance of your case neither does cocaine no 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 cocaine no nothing i mean aside from the drugs a lot of these other things apply only to kind of when you're traveling internationally to like island nations australia and i Mm. guess coming back to the uk although i don't know how strict we are i think we let any old rubbish in. we're less bothered we have a lot Um, of bible seeds but you know think it through Often what you find in airports is that nobody is ever declaring anything. Like mm, I've only yeah. on TV seen people declare things. You're I've never right. seen anyone declare anything in real life, but maybe that's because we live in England. Yeah. Yeah, I've never seen it. I'm tempted to declare something. Yeah. But... What if you just sort of strode through shouting, I declare I am super cool guy. I always want to do that every airport. I do you come think to. they'd be mad? Yeah, I think they'd be well mad. <laughs> but what can they do? You're leaving. I'm ah, good. jokes on you. They didn't specify what you had to declare. Yeah, just that if you felt the need to declare something, if you, you want to take that as your chance to come out to the world, do it. <gasps> oh yeah. Oh my Wouldn't god. Wouldn't that be the best way to come out? I feel like that would be beautiful. Like we <gasps> should set up a declaration booth, <gasps> much like a de- like where you declare in the airport, but just yeah. in the middle of town. I am gay. I yeah. declare it. Or right. oh, you could declare like, your love. Yeah. For you could declare that you're not gay. I mean, who knows what you declare like. Declare what you want. Declare um, anything. Well, we should get on this. We're going to get on that. All right, we're off to sort that out because okay, that is a um, money-making idea. Um, so before we wrap up, um, let us just finish on our, shall we say, top three tips okay, for yes. um, how to be a human on holiday. Yes. Okay, do you want to start with your number one tip? My number one tip is... Make sure that you have a touristic objective in mind when you go. Nice. This is a tip we picked up from a lovely Romanian man. Um, tour guide. Yeah, tour guide, not just a man. <laughs> Could have met. been a random man, but he was touring us. Always have a touristic objective in mind. Try and achieve it. If you get nothing else done, at least you'll be able to come home and think, I did that thing. Yours recently, eat an open sandwich. You failed. I did fail. Uh, to be fair, it wasn't a very strong objective. It wasn't. Main but... objective was get shit-faced, which we did do. No, we did do that multiple times. So, so yeah. So that's my number one tip. Have a touristic objective. I like that. Okay, my um, tip, which I've just learned from you, is be cautious in aeroplane toilets. <laughs> because I've never had an unpleasant experience. I mean, I've never had a great experience, because who does on an aeroplane toilet? It's a whole... People who are banging, I guess. Well, I guess mile high, clearly. Even then, I mean, are they really having no, fun? I really. They I are just checking off boxes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've never had a terrible experience, and that's kind of like a big fear for me so i think just be cautious when you're doing anything that involves the airplane toilet you know and i guess if you're bringing as we earlier advised a friend with you who's never been on an airplane before you you know get their back when it comes to that situation mm. you know, have their back in terms of uh, that's good advice the trauma of the toilets that's very good advice okay my second piece of advice would be do not be scared to talk to the locals. Mm-hmm. Or the Americans. Will hate you. Or the Americans. Americans will never hate you. Well, they might, but they'll still talk nah. to you. Do do talk to them. Be aware that we're British. A lot of people do hate us, if you are British. Um, you know, that's fine. Be aware that, like, if you're in Poland and they think you're German, then they'll hate you. It's, it's very complicated mm-hmm. how you appear and who will hate you based on that. Mm-hmm. But just go for it. Because more often than not, a British accent will not get you shanked. It will just get you some new little friends. True. 
and yeah, I guess if if you want to, you could just try doing a British accent, even if you're not, just for fun, see how yeah. that works for you. Or if you start with one and you see that things are going downhill, switch it up. Go, <laughs> I'm not British. That was a joke. Yeah, just pretend. I mean, it's a funny joke. Practice your accents before you go. Really, yeah, I guess. Learn the foreign language. Awesome. Speak to them in it. Well, I think that's three top tips. Okay. That's surely enough. If you haven't learned enough about going on holiday by now, then I mean... You never will. No one can help you. Just get on a plane and see what happens at this point. Yeah. That's our advice. Take wing, little listeners. Take wing. <laughs> and on that note, we're off for our uh, de- declaration booth planning uh, meeting now, where I think we are going to make our millions. And eat a Toblerone. Oh, Yes. <laughs> One of them real big ones where every triangle is like its own meal. Oh, nice. Well, until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.